we recorded this episode on time travel, we got so in-depth on how the time travel worked that our paltry human minds could not keep up with it and started to cave in on themselves. The hosts themselves started to suffer time insanity, going round and round not knowing where they were in the current timeline. So in order to save ourselves, we went back in time and prevented ourselves from ever recording that segment to begin with. Luckily, the rest of the recording was left unaffected. But listen at your own risk. What has everybody watched since last episode? I only watched two things, and both of them were Marvel things. Uh, I did go see the Marvels. Yes. In which I feel like, so it's it's better than the the hot garbage that they've been putting out lately. But I don't know if it's great. I, oh, I feel I mean, like it's not like end game level good, but well, I, I still had even, a lot of fun even, with it. Yeah, even less than that. I feel like so the relationship between the characters was kind of like forced. There's two or three things in the movie that I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Disney, you need to quit Disney and up my fucking Marvel. <laughs> the fucking Are you um, mad at the kittens? Come on. Well, the, the, so I, I'm a little... D- Doug, have you seen it yet? No. I don't want to spoil things. Uh, yeah. So we'll say the stuff with the cats was do sex, and I didn't like it. Right. And then it, there is very much a five-minute musical scene, Doug. Yeah, well, there was one in the original movie, too, so they have to do it again, basically. There was a musical in Miss Marvel? Well, there was... No, in Captain Marvel. They had, oh. like, a really long fight scene set to I'm Just a Girl or whatever. I don't know. How no. Well, but no, 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 no. This is Not like a, like a Bollywood lit- Yeah, like of- literally a musical sing where the characters are singing. Okay. Thanks for reminding me not to see it. No. You, just ta- you literally just talked <laughs> me out of seeing it. I, it's, I didn't not see it. I just didn't have time to see it. And now I'm not. Now I'm actively not seeing. So I don't know if that changes anything from Disney's perspective. It's pseudo. It pseudo makes sense, and it's very short. But at the same time, it was like fuck you, Disney. Like (laughs) fuck you. So fucking stupid. I will now probably. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll eventually see it because it's Marvel. I will see it probably when it's available for free at Disney Plus. So. Mm. And that would be why. If anyone. Well, it's a bummer. We're not gonna be able to talk about the post credit scene then. Yeah. Also, I mean, also in Marvel it's tradition. Be so long since I till I see it, but I, you guys can go ahead and spoil it now if you want. Now that I know yeah. about that, you guys can spoil it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Also, in in Marvel tradition, the villain was pretty underwhelming. Yeah, sure. The mid credit yeah. scene was the best part of the whole fucking movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't disagree. What was the mid credit scene? Yes. Do, no. do you really want? Do you really want it spoiled? Because it, it very literally is the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, but I very literally won't be seeing it for months until it's. And I might need to know this stuff going into that. So I mean, in, and in order to tell you what the end credit scene is, we basically have to spoil the end of the movie too. Yeah, that's fine. Again, if they're going to do singing in it, then they can't expect me to give a shit. So. No. Well, Monica at the end of the movie has to like fully unleash her photon powers mm-hmm. to to close a multiversal rift, as as has happened with every fucking thing in this phase. Yeah, uh, and she gets trapped on the other side, and then she wakes up in a hospital bed with her dead mother sitting next to her. Okay, wait, but the mother's not dead anymore. 
well, the mother's sitting there alive, but then she stands up and she's wearing the binary costume, which is super fucking dope. And then another character walks in and it is a beast from the X-Men and it is Kelsey Grammer voicing him, but he looks like the nineties cartoon beast. Oh yeah. It's yeah. real good. It's, it's pretty it's rad. Pretty cool. I, yeah. I just about you, lost my shit. I was like, oh my god, we finally got a good fucking beast on screen, and it was for like 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> That's a good sign, though, that they're that they're doing it right. Yeah. And, and then in the, in the in the background, you can see one of those giant like X doors from all the X-Men movies from 2000 forward. Like, it's in the mansion or whatever. Yeah, because like... Um, what I've heard is at least with Fantastic Four and possibly with X-Men is that they're going to create those guys in other universes and then through multiverse stuff, have them jump into the main mm-hmm. Marvel universe so that that's how they're going to explain these guys having these long origin stories, but also, you know, I mean, that's really the way happening. to do it. It, it makes you sense. Know? I think, um, so, but that it sounds like that's what they're doing with X-Men too, based on what you're saying, or yeah. it's a really fun little, you know, twist that we're never going to see anything else from, but yeah, possibly I was just, so whenever fucking Kelsey Grammer's voice came out of him, I was like, yes, because <laughs> Kelsey Grammer got so fucked by those shitty X-Men movies. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's sort of fun. That Kelsey Grammer is just having to come back now. All those old characters. Are getting, <laughs> getting brought back. <laughs> Frazier's back on TV. Well, beast again, dude. And the fact that they they clearly were intentionally making him look like Cartoon Beast was pretty great. He's wearing like the lab coat, and he's got kind of like the glasses down on the end of his nose. He's got that kind of goofy smile. Hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm here. For, I'm here for them bringing yeah. in characters that are cartoon accurate because yeah. that's my version of X Men in my head. Like I have read some X Men comics and stuff, like but. Yeah. The idea of what they look like and sound like is what is from those uh, yeah. cartoons. Well, so, and he has the the It'll hair be, that kind of looks like Wolverine's hair, but really isn't. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting if that's part of the plan, because you know, on the slate with everything else is X Men ninety seven. The yeah. them adding that tacking on a season of the cartoon series, and I wonder if. With all the multiversal stuff, they were like, let's set it up so that that universe is this X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. Well, that'd be interesting if they like literally translate the characters over. So everything that happened in the cartoon is canon. Yeah, it'd be really good. That'd be tough, though, because then I'd feel obligated to go back and rewatch that whole cartoon. It's worth it. 30 minute episodes, man. Just that just remember, some- like whenever you get to that last season, just shut it the fuck off. jesus christ that last season is fucking garbage when they slashed the budget and like all the animation got way worse all of a sudden it's just the strangest i rewatched it a couple years ago yeah i don't like it's hard for me to go back to that stuff because i don't i didn't watch it all when it was new weirdly even though i it's a strange thing to say this, but even though that's my idea of what X-Men are, I never sat and watched that show on a regular basis. So I, I'm not up to date on the storylines and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would just start from the beginning and just go through it because it was, uh, of of all the things it did right, it was like purely um, 
serialized instead of being episodic. Yeah. So like yeah. just each episode flows one into the next and to the next and to the next. Yeah. And it's There's just stuff a that story happens in like earlier episodes that get pays off like a season later or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I should maybe sit down and watch it. Yeah. But anyways, so I watched that and like, like I said, it's better than some, not as good as the good stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I finished Loki finally because I was way behind on Loki. Yeah, it's the thing I was going to talk about. I've also I watched I Loki. Re- I really fucking liked that last episode. Mm-hmm. I f- I feel like once again they took too long getting there. Yeah. Well, it okay. So I guess are we going full spoiler here? Yeah, spoilers. Sure. Don't don't I'm listen sure. to this if you fucking so, care. Like, like everything that happened was neat. But it really felt like it came out of nowhere at the ending. Like this whole idea of all of a sudden, okay, Loki's going to use his god powers to like control all the timelines and 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 kind of take become the new leader of all this. It's like they, they were kind of setting up him becoming the new leader of this area of, of, of I don't know what word you want to use, but becoming the yeah. guy that controls everything. They, I could tell they were kind of setting that up. But at the end, when he just decides to like physically do it the way he did it, I'm just like that kind of came out of nowhere, and it really makes me feel Whoa. like the whole the whole the whole thing of like he's a god, but he's a human, and his powers change episode to episode. Really, kind of stuck out when he did something that big after you know running around as basically a person for the first season of the show or season and a half. Yeah, I feel once again, I feel like they took too long getting there. I th- once the time loop shenanigans started happening, doesn't it feel like maybe that should have been two episodes worth of stuff? Because I get, I get the idea. The idea is that he's been in this time loop for however long, probably a thousand years or something, just getting more and more and more powerful the whole time. Is that the idea? Because I didn't. Yeah. Know that. Okay. Well, yeah, because at one point they talk about him basically learning physics, and they're like, "That's going to take hundreds of years." And he goes, "Okay," and he just does it. Yeah, because yeah. Well, that was another weird thing about it was that he had suddenly learned to control those time jumps, and I don't like as far as I can tell, it was just like, "Well, now that you're jumping for the right reason, you can control it." Is that is that really the message they were trying to give us, <laughs> or did I not understand something? Because he was he was like like whatever they were calling it like. He was blipping and then showing up in different time places. And then at some point he could just control it. And I don't, as far as I can tell, the only reason he could control it is because he had that scene where he's like, I just want to be with my friends. And I'm like, if that's, that that feels like you need more of an explanation as to why he can suddenly control his time jumps. And again, that's hugely important to that finale where you have him, like you say, taking hundreds of years and knowing he can do that. And then time jumping back just because he knows he can constantly be fixing it and not therefore not having to really worry about the consequences as much and doing all this. Yeah. I do. I kind of the, the whole hip going God mode at the end is kind of cool because um, it, this goes into fan theory territory. So, but I think they're combining him with three characters together. Okay. So I think he's the new version of Loki from the comic books, which is Loki, the God of stories and the beyonder and a character that was called Atlas, which Atlas is like the uh, it's, it's in a random 
comic book, but basically he holds the multiverse together. But I think he's all three of those characters at the same time now. So the idea is that he's sitting there manipulating reality to a certain extent. I don't know. That's my guess. My my guess is that Secret Wars is going to be Loki in place of the Beyonder trying to maybe end the multiversal war by smashing all the universes together. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I see what you're saying with my minimal knowledge, <clears throat> and minimal understanding of comics. Um, and that's, that's all fine. It's for me, it was, again, I like the ideas. It was the execution where I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't understand how we got so powerful. And I don't think it was clear. I, didn't understand like if he could do this why didn't he do it previously you know what i mean and like learning physics to be able to go out there and then do it using magic basically doesn't make any sense well i think i think it's supposed to maybe be the idea that he probably could have done it the whole time but he he wasn't the person to like give up everything for everyone else okay Again, I thought I think that was not, the whole point of the last episode. But not a bad idea, just execution-wise, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? I didn't see an evolution of his character. Really, part of it is I think that him and Owen Wilson together are too damn likable, and <laughs> like it's a, it's a bit of an issue because Loki is supposed to be this slimy guy that doesn't care about anyone else. Clearly, cares about all the other people in this show. So it's like then to say like, oh, he he became the guy who would sacrifice everything for his friends or whatever. Is... Well, but that that is the way he is in comics now. He's he's like a heroic character now. Sure. But, but we didn't see the evolution happen in right. this season. That's that's again, it's it's not bad ideas. It's just the execution. Maybe they needed more time. Maybe they needed to cut out certain storylines. I'm not sure what they needed to do, but yeah. Well, I mean, Overall, it's like I said. This whole season has felt like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a lot of that this season that they could have gotten to the point a lot sooner. And I feel like they just took so long that by the time we got there, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then my question is like, this seems like a good, like <sighs> comic book story beat where like we had mentioned before, like something happens and it's like, oh, Nick Fury is the new watcher. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then, like, what does that what does that mean yeah. for anything? So, like, what is this going to translate to going forward? And part of the problem that I'm having with sort of everything out of this multiverse phase or whatever you want to call it um, is nothing seems really consistent whatsoever. And I've read, like, an interview with the Loki people, and they were like, yeah, they never really told us what to do, so we just kind of did our own thing. So we have no idea if this is going to tie into anything from the movies or not. Yeah, which doesn't doesn't that seem weird after twenty fucking years of Kevin Feige like doing the fucking magic that was pulling together all the story yeah. threads into in game yeah, like, and stuff? It, it seems like they went fully the other way with it. Like maybe it's gotten so big that he can't manage it. Like he's, I've, I've, I've heard that a couple times that a lot of people are saying that it's Disney's fault, that Disney got so content hungry and wanted to crank out all these shows and stuff. And now Kevin Feige, there's no way for one person to keep up with all the shit. Well, and to mm-hmm. some extent it's like, yeah, like even production schedules being what they are. How do you have storylines taking place when one thing's not 
done being produced yet. And you know what I mean? You're going like, we know with the shows that they go back and re-edit them to change things and change storylines and stuff to, after they see what works, that which they should. But when you do that, then how do you plan your next project to build off that storyline when you don't know exactly what it's going to look like? No. And the next project has to be underway before this one's completed. That can I be don't know. I kind of, I'm kind of hoping secret they use Secret Wars to hit the reset button. Yeah, which is what it sounded like. It's probably gonna end up I, I could see them doing that. I could see them. I almost want them to do like a Crisis and Infinite Earths type thing and kill. Well, off, I mean, that's like, kind of what Secret Wars is. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see them kill off a lot of this multiverse stuff. Have you know a centralized universe going forward with only certain characters in it? And I almost think you got to yeah. do away with the Avengers at this point. As crazy as it sounds, like make the Fantastic Four or the X Men the center point of your universe going forward. And you're starting from scratch again, and you can no. retell that, these stories again. That that was the. It wasn't a post credit. It's literally the last scene of the Marvels, but they basically flagrantly set up Young Avengers. Okay. It was it was essentially the same uh, thing as the Nick Fury Iron Man scene, but instead it was Kate Bishop coming home and Kamala Khan's like sitting in the dark in a room and she's like, ah, you think you're the only kid with superpowers? <laughs> and they're very much playing it up to be funny. Yeah, yeah. So. It was it was it was pretty like I I kind of like the Kamala Khan and all mm-hmm. that that they're going with. I think I think it's funny and interesting. I- I liked her character in this Marvel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's I, I and that very much continues into this movie. She's the, she's the same character. She's very pleasant. She's just overly yeah. excited about fucking being a superhero and hanging out with other superheroes. Well, I think what they have an opportunity to do too right now is because everything's so sort of fucked up, and we know that there are like Blade is supposed to be rated R. I think Deadpool is mm-hmm. obviously rated R. The Marvel Zombies TV show is like TVMA. I think some of the other stuff is as well. Echo. Echo is supposed to be. So I think they have an opportunity here. Like you could set up Young Avengers as your kid's stream, right? And you've got all these characters that go along and the kids watch them and enjoy them. And nerds like us will watch them and enjoy them as well. But it's your kid-friendly content. And then you've got this other thing, which is this darker universe that's for the grownups and you can do, you can do your more serious storytelling over there. And maybe that be, maybe that's the problem. Like maybe something like Loki, which has these sort of like big ideas in it, but it's trying to be told in a way that appeals to a mass audience and to a younger audience, quite frankly, that watches stuff differently than we watch it. So it's not really working for us on that level because even the ideas we like are the execution isn't great. I think maybe that execution is for this audience that wants a simpler story but the ideas are too big for that audience and that's why it's not connecting with anyone really if that makes sense maybe mm-hmm. they can have these kind of divergent things that very rarely cross over or even break them off into two separate universes after secret wars and have have like a darker version a more serious adult storytelling and your silly kid stuff for your disney shows i was gonna say i don't even think it's a matter of darkness it's just a matter of like tone and depth that I feel like has been lacking. Yeah. Like I remember, do you guys remember fucking winter soldier coming out and how fucking phenomenal it was? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And when I say darker, I don't necessarily mean 
hard R stuff or anything like that. I mean, more serious. You know what I mean? And Winter Soldier is the prime example of that. I don't, like, as cool as Winter Soldier is, I can't sit and watch it with my child. You know what I mean? So, I, I well, think... I well, think, and there's stuff like, they just learned the wrong lesson. You know, when, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and was this huge success, Disney went, oh... Cosmic silliness is what people want. We were like, no, that's it's not cosmic silliness that we wanted. We wanted good characters and a fun story and something that was slightly different. And that's well, what James Gunn did. And I think the the key there is the different. I think we wanted all of our movies different. And they got to the point where they were all feeling very samey. And then when they tried to do something different, they went too far in the opposite direction of like Eternals that doesn't even feel connected to the rest of the MCU, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it turned they they really fucked up with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, people and the, love Guardians. Well, you know what well, you know what the funny thing is is I'm not even saying Eternals is a bad movie cuz I don't I don't think Eternals is a bad movie. I think but, it it was a really ambitious cool story that they told, but just what the fuck? Like it, just, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't fit in with their universe that they have. And I don't know how you ever make it fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's like, that's yeah. where sometimes I think they need to go, okay, we want to tell that story. Let's tell that story in a separate universe. Let's find a way to let the audience know that this is a separate universe. Especially now with the multiverse, you can just say, hey, this is happening, but it there was no Thanos in this universe, so we don't need to talk about that. You know what I mean? Like it just And just tell your separate standalone stories once in a while if that's what you want to do is tell a different story. Yeah. Like, like the multiverse is a really good opportunity for that, for them to establish, Hey, we've got a rated R universe with our more horrific stuff in it. We've got like a more serious universe so that we can continue to do things like winter soldier or, and then we've got our, like we've got our kid friendly stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think I think I'd all be, I'd be happier watching the kid friendly stuff. If I knew it wasn't impacting the other universe, the way it often does. Um, so sort of the other problem I'm having is the multiverse stuff is seems very inconsistent from movie to movie, Yep. <clears throat> which goes back to Kevin Feige overseeing everything because it's like, okay, in Spider-Man, and maybe that's more of like a Sony problem because Sony's going to do whatever and they're going to be like, yeah, fuck you. Um, and I know Marvel's kind of sort of running everything and Sony's just putting it out, but but it's like, okay, so that one we have a spell that causes people to jump dimensions or realities or whatever. Okay, fine. Sure, whatever. Giant crack in the sky with people floating in it, I guess, whatever. But then, like, we get to Multiverse of Madness, and it's like, okay, well, this girl can open up portals to different realities. And by the way, there's things called incursions where realities, like, clash into each other. And it's like, all right. That's 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 fine, I guess. And then jump to Loki, where you know everything is kind of going crazy and whatever else. And then like in Marvels, where it's just well, big boob in space, and now there's a hole. And it's like okay, but like how like everybody's accessing the multiverse completely differently, and none of the rules really seem to be like the same. And I don't, like, you, I don't, I don't know where we're going. Did you find it interesting that? Kamala's bracelets or the quantum bands. Oh, I did kind of 
cheer in my in my head when I they I, finally name checked him. I was like, okay, well that's that's an interesting direction to go. Yeah. I wonder if that means the Nega bands are coming. It's possible. We'll have to see if they do another Marvel movie or another uh Captain Marvel movie, but it doesn't sound like they're going to for as poorly as it did this weekend. Yeah. So I don't know. The, I'm funny, just, the funny thing is I haven't seen a single bad review for it. Well, everybody I know that's seen it says they really enjoyed it, but apparently nobody went to see it. I was super so, excited to see that it's like a hundred and something minutes long and not like 200 yeah. minutes long. So I, like, that's what had me excited to see it. Yeah. And then it turns out dance numbers. So no, well, it's literally one scene that they end up on a planet where people talk in song and it's very much just playing into the Bollywood stuff that they sort of did in Ms. Marvel like slightly. There are these subtle ways that movie studios send messages to me that they're like, we don't really want you to come to this one. And that's one of the ways. <laughs> so it's nice of them to let me know. I'm glad I didn't, yeah. you know, go see it. Uh, it's a good time for a bathroom break. So when the singing starts, you can yeah, just get it, up and go. It's the first time they made a movie that's the right length that I don't need a bathroom break. And then they <laughs> put one in. I, I do have to point out that, uh, at one point during the musical interlude, uh, Captain Marvel's clothes do Disney princess change into a dress. Like, literally, the, <laughs> the like, sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's like, I'm never watching this movie. I'm, that's uh, the one. Uh, it's a, a positive and a negative is that I know I can watch it for free at home and, like, pause it for breaks if I get angry. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say the action scenes are pretty good. They found a good way to uh, use the fact that they keep swapping places when they use their powers. They actually like reference that, and they have to figure out a way to use that as like a positive rather than a negative. So, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still you know gonna watch all the Marvel stuff, but yeah, there's some stuff where I'm just like Kevin Feige's not doing his job very well. It 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 does feel discombobulated in a way that it never felt even back when the movies were very tonally different from film to film. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard they're going to start scaling stuff back, which may not be a bad thing. I don't, I just, I, I think the experiment with the TV shows maybe should have given them the, the thing of maybe not do that. Well, Okay, I don't know about that, because the TV shows have been hit or miss, I agree with that, but so have the movies been, so I don't know if it matters. Um, but I also think part of the problem is that it wasn't an experiment. They're like, we need our own streaming service, so we're going to start producing Star Wars shows and Marvel shows, and that way people will sign up, and then we'll make money. And it's like, okay, but you you just decided that before a trying any of this shit out and seeing if you know how to do it or not. And it turns out like Disney really good at producing Disney stuff, but everything else seems to be a bit of a problem. Well, I think some of it like, so what if I thought was really cool Mm -hmm. in like animated, if they just went straight animated shows, I would be a hundred percent into that. Even if they're canon. Sure. But you've got to remember that 90% of the audience doesn't watch those. Right. Right. So just don't do it. So then 
your what you're what you're just casually suggesting is based on our analysis in this podcast with seven <laughs> listeners, Disney should shut down Disney Plus and figure out all the streaming deals. No, I'm not saying shut down else. Disney Plus. I'm saying figure your shit out. I'm saying because so I'm saying they that they made one division, which one division was a super good, high quality show. Yeah, they then made Multiverse of Madness, which completely invalidated everything that happened in that show. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally, all of the character growth was just wiped off the table. Disagree, but she became Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision, and she was Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I, I know. She she learned to let go and... and <laughs> no, she didn't. And all that kind of stuff, and then immediately read the Darkhold and became evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't learn those lessons in the show. She pretended to learn those lessons so that she'd get away with it. Well... It, she acted like she learned those lessons, and then in the first post-credit scene of yeah. of after the credits, we find out she didn't learn those lessons at all. Right. We'll see. I would have been so down for a movie that explores her getting into the dark hold and what the dark hold does to her, and instead we got fucking jumping the shark. She's evil, and apparently Marvel has confirmed that she's dead now. So there's no amb- ambiguity about if she survived the. Cave in or not? Uh, I feel there's still ambiguity. Well, yeah, I was getting ready to say they've also already talked about bringing her back. Well, I mean, Secret Wars is coming up. Well, and in variants all around Loki. If you watch all the posteds and stuff that he keeps showing on the walls, there's a bunch of references to Wanda. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's dead or alive in that universe. Who fucking knows? Like, and the other thing is, like, now there's. Because they're in this crisis mode where everything's fucked, um, I think that like the rumors are all flying around because somebody at Marvel is just coming out of every meeting and like calling somebody in the press and being like, "Guess what? Now they're going to bring back the original four Avengers." Oh, okay. And that gets story comes out, and then the next day they're like, "Guess what? Wanda's dead." Guess what? She's not though. It's just, I think I think they're just sitting in meetings all day going like, "How are we going to fix this?" and trying to figure it out. I know it's. it's it's funny how the things that would get the normie audiences going are the things that are, I'm like, don't fucking do that. Like when they well, were yeah. like, yeah, we're going to bring back cap and iron man. And I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. The end of their stories was really good. So yeah, just let that fucking be. You have a thousand other characters that you haven't used at all. No, I, I, I still think, yeah, I, I don't think going back to the original Avengers is the solution simply because, because Endgame did such a good job of closing off those storylines, I think those characters earned those. Um, you know. Yeah. Now, if we want to hit the reset button and just do everything all over again, fine. Bring bring back whatever characters you want. Maybe maybe you could give me movies with Hank Pym going crazy, like I always wanted, and instead we just got kind of surly Hank Pym, which ain't that ain't my Hank Pym. <laughs> I wanted to see Hank Pym beat his wife. Yeah. Hank Hank Pym is supposed to smack his wife and go crazy. That that is his job in comic books. Let's 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 wait for recasting before we try that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work right now. But no, like I I I don't know. I I think I think the idea of moving away from Avengers is the way to go. I think if you want to break out and you could do a bunch of X Men movies in this pseudo separate universe that's part of the multiverse and have it have that you could read there's a lot of stories there to tell 
for individual characters or for the team that there's no reason why you couldn't do them. Like if you did the idea of X-Men Origins and did it right, like which is what Fox fucked up, but you do a Wolverine movie, you do a Professor X movie, and then eventually you have the team-up movie, right? I think you could do that and reestablish a new universe. The characters have enough name recognition and enough like mainstream understanding that you'll get those audiences to justify your budgets to do them. But but who's going to play Wolverine, yo? I don't know yet. <laughs> Nobody knows. I, I will say this, man. The one thing that Hollywood seems to get right is casting. I'm not... That's, everyone worries about who's going to play the role. And I'm like, you look at, like, the Fox universe, you look at the casting that got done, pretty good. You look at the Sony universe, I mean, Sony's... Ben, ca- ben Affleck is Daredevil? Not bad. Nothing, <laughs> nothing Affleck wrong. is Batman? Honestly, nothing wrong with that. Both... He, the, again, the casting? Fine. Ben he Affleck was, is Ben Affleck? He wasn't... Ben Affleck Jaws was not, Ben Affleck plays the shark? <laughs> Ben Affleck was not the problem in Daredevil, and he was not the problem in those DCE. Mm, I think I think he was one of the problems in Daredevil. Completely disagree. I think you put any actor and have him try to do the ridiculous shit that they had him doing, and that's a problem. I don't think it was his fault at all. I mean, keeping in mind the types of movies that were being made at the time and the the tone that they were yeah. using at the time, he was. You watched the I mean, uh, Iron Iron the, Fist. Do you think they did a good job casting Iron Fist? I had no problem. With it. I didn't hate him the way everyone else did. Fascinating. Are, are you super? Are you super familiar with the character though? No. Yeah. But no, uh, nobody uh, is. By the way, just so we're clear. No. How dare, no, how no dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no, it is. That's that's the only person I know. Heroes for hire, motherfucker! I will stab you. <laughs> Listen. Look, it's the, the the thing. The thing. My point is, I don't think that there has been a problem with casting, and I think if they want to find new people to play these roles, that they can. No problem, right? No. And now that you've kind of gradually brought animated characters to life, using you know with Professor X, and now apparently Beast showing up in movies from the animated universe, I think it's fun. You can transition them in while at the same time having the option of. Uh, creating new characters because the multiverse you can do that right well it's crazy it's crazy that they threw binary in right out the bad too because i'm like holy shit they're going big but binary's psycho powerful but that's part of the problem i think too though i think that's a mistake part of the problem is that now everything is so powerful that nothing matters right like at the end of the day for all all the shit that's happening apparently loki can can take control of all the timelines anytime he wanted he could just do it okay so why did the rest of the shit have to all go down you know what i mean and the same thing with like captain marvel is way overpowered and it she has a superman problem right of like how do you keep her interesting if she can destroy ships by flying through them and you know single-handedly fist fight with thanos well then you just have to keep inventing more powerful things for her to, to take her out and it's becomes uninteresting <laughs> I was going to say that that was another fucking whole thing too. So they, once again, more spoilers for the Marvels. If you're going to go see it, don't listen to me talk, but uh, they, they did a whole jump to shark thing too, where the reason why Carol hasn't been on earth for forever is because she went to the Cree homeworld and destroyed the Supreme intelligence off camera. And and it's been in space feeling bad about bringing about the end of the Cree. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is like, I was like, what? That's like a whole fucking giant fucking thing. And they did it off camera. It's just an off camera thing that happened. That's like them introducing the Fantastic Four in their first words was, well, beating Galactus sure was hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what'd you watch, Doug? <laughs> Not, nothing, actually, just Loki. Loki was the That's only it. thing. Yeah, I because remember last week when we had this conversation that I was like on episode two. <laughs> so it took all week to get caught up. Um, well, we've talked about everything I've watched except for. Um, so my girlfriend and her daughter watched this movie called Lamageddon. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, you heard me right, Lamageddon. And they both thought it was hilarious. And so when she came over, she's like, we're going to have to watch this. And I'm like, okay, it's not going to be good. And guess what? I was right. It was not good. And, um, but the good thing is it was only like an hour long. So that's all I had to sit through. But it is like a, a movie where a space llama gets in a spaceship that looks like a, um, animal trailer like that you would tow behind a truck mm-hmm. lands on earth and then starts killing people that are at this party because why not? And they have, these people have to defeat the llama in order to, you know, not be dead. Um, super low budget as in like, apparently it costs $3,000 to make and it looks like it. Um, but they kind of do this thing where they try to like make it funny where every time this character shows up on screen, even though it's like, you know, everything takes place the same night, he's wearing like a different shirt for some reason. So when they were filming this, someone thought this was like the funniest joke in the entire world and filmed it. That that does sound hilarious. Yeah. A guy owning more than one shirt. Who's ever thought of that? (laughs) Um, But I don't know. It's not great. Um, Do not recommend. It does have a, an end credit song about the movie though. Which is so next week Noah's gonna talk to you about the same thing. Yep. <laughs> I gotta yep. hear about this llama twice. Yep. Double the llama, so, double the fun. It's on Amazon Prime, so feel free, Noah. Might do um that. yeah, it's uh it's not good. She thought it was hilarious, and I'm like, What is the matter with you? You're not allowed to pick movies anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> so you took one for the team there. I think we were all on the verge of watching that, and somehow you managed to talk us out of it. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was not good. So then I was like, okay, well, I, th- I threatened her after the movie was over. I'm like, you know what movie I'm going to make you? You know what movie I'm going to make you fucking watch then? And so I pulled up the trailer to Hard Ticket to Hawaii and been like, you're going to have to watch this. Jesus. Uh, we didn't, though. And I was like, well, you said you haven't seen uh, – Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yet. So we should watch that, you know, a good movie. Um, so I start that. And then five minutes later, I hear her snoring. So I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so it was a frustrating weekend. Fucking llama again. <laughs> it's, it's reasonable for you to be upset about that. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Noah, what are we watching next week? Well, let me make sure we can find this movie. Oh, that's a great sign. That's an awesome sign. 
<laughs> now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to slap this down. And if we can't find it, we can't find it. So I wanted some low stress movies mm-hmm. and I was kind of in a spy movie mood. So I was like, Hmm, low stress spy movies. So we're going to do the man who knew too little. Okay. Little Bill Murray vehicle. And Our Man Flint, 1960s James Bond parody. My Man Flint, is that what you said? No, uh, Our Man Flint. Our Man Flint. I'm not going to enjoy these movies at all, am I? The Bill Murray one's pretty funny from what I remember. I think you'll have a good time with Our Man Flint. I can't imagine you won't. It's pretty delightful. Yeah, but you're bad at guessing things like that. When did the Bill Murray movie come out? Uh, Mid to late 90s? Sort of a take on the old uh, Hitchcock, the man who knew too much, of course. Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy these movies. <laughs> you don't like late to mid-90s Bill Murray? If you'd, if you'd said 1989, I'd have been pretty excited for now. How dare, how dare you? How dare you complain <laughs> about a we'll fucking see. Bill Murray movie? I'll give it a chance, but it's, I'm not saying it's, it's Bill Murray. It's even small. a Bill Murray comedy. It's not like one of those weird late stage fucking Bill Murray indie movies that are supposed to be funny, but don't ever seem to be fucking funny. Uh, 1997 specifically. All right. We'll see what happens. I mean, uh, do, do you like Austin Powers? I did in 1997. <laughs> well, I mean, this is essentially our man. Flint is basically Austin Powers. Just fucking stole everything from it. Right. Speaking about a whole joke is the guy from the sixties being transplanted to the nineties. So putting it back in the sixties seems like it'd be less funny to me. We'll see. I will give them an honest fair chance. Well, I mean, it's literally, it's basically them transporting Flint from the sixties to the nineties is what Austin Powers is. Yeah. But the whole joke is gone. If you don't do that. So the fucking, the, the karate scenes, him doing his karate is fucking fantastic. Where like he does these huge arm motions, like uh, like you would imagine an ape from Planet of the Apes would fight. You know, throwing your hands way above your head, like he's gonna crane kick you, like Daniel's son. <laughs> uh, speaking of Bill Murray, did uh, did everybody watch the new Ghostbusters trailer? Uh, yeah, it looks weird. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't look like a Ghostbusters movie. It just. It looks like a completely different movie that they just shoehorned Ghostbusters stuff into. I have not watched the trailer. Oh. Are you not? Are you purposefully not watching the trailer? Or no, I just haven't watched the trailer. No, oh, okay. I was just curious people's thoughts. I know Noah's. I think it looks fine. I guess it's a teaser trailer, so. They lay out the basic premise, but they don't really show a whole lot. So we'll see. People are going overboard about these red coats, though. They wear red coats? Yeah. Part of the story is that in the middle of July, New York freezes over. This is lots of ice. So they're wearing like these Ghostbuster parkas. Okay. And they're red and have the Ghostbuster symbol on the sleeve. And that's what people, sorry, people are upset about their back. Yeah. Well, everybody's just, they're not upset. They're just kind of like, oh, man. I want to buy one of those. Oh, okay. And then somebody pointed out that Bill Murray was rocking the red coat back in the first movie when he goes to visit uh, Dana, her musical music music job. Right. 
don't know. It's just kind of funny. I don't know. I figured we would have a very uh, fun talk about the Ghostbusters trailer, and apparently nobody cares. Don't even care enough to watch it. Like I said, it just, I don't know. Like, the the whole thing, I was like, "Mm, oh, a bunch of CGI icicles coming out of the ground. Cool. (laughs) I kind of want CGI icicles coming out of the ground, so... This could be the movie for you, Doug. You're lu- you're in luck. Dad, I hope I hope you guys like our man Flint because I there's there's, there's <laughs> more now. there's more well there's more Flint movies that I want to make you guys watch, but I'm not enough of a bastard to make you watch sequels of movies that you hate. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't have high hopes for anything for next week. These are not the movies mm. I would have picked, but we'll see. Um. Well, I noticed uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little is on Tubi, and Our Man Flint is available for rent just about everywhere, at least here in the States. Don't know about you, Doug. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll seek it out. If I can't find it, I can't find it. I'll figure something out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Couldn't find it. It's figured, I figured we'd get Our Man, Our Man Flint is the first one. I was going to make you guys watch In Lake Flint, because In Lake Flint is this second or third one third one maybe but it's about uh flint taking on a cabal of evil women so like all the bad guys are just sexy ladies for no reason it's, it's pretty delightful i've heard that phrase in like flint a lot of times and i never knew what it was a reference to well there you go it's, it's referencing these movies please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.